Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Sunday Sessions. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can listen in to weekly episodes. Thank you. Do you remember how it felt as a child when life felt like your personal playground? That childlike curiosity before the labels and programmings enforced on you by society. Before life told you who to be. What if I told you you've been asleep and life is a giant video game? My combos are the red pill. Would you listen? All it takes is a change in perspective. Dab with me. Let's say you turn you turned your back on the culture or exactly one hundred percent. I have turned my back on the idea of victimization mentality. We are locked up. We went from one and four. We went from one and four to one and three, but we always pointing at the white people. But yet we want to spend all of our money on foreigns. We want to spend all our money on luxury as opposed to going and buying some land. America is for sale. And there's a lot of barren land. Disney bought a lot of it in Florida. But the culture has you focused so much on fucking somebody bitch and pulling up in a foreign and rapping about things that could get you locked up and then saying you about prison reform. Mm. Like, it's, bro. We brainwashed out here, bro. Come on, man. This is a free man talking. The Mega House special guest episode. I got my peoples from the Wealth League, my peoples from the Master Teachers. Guys, please introduce yourself. Ladies first. All right. I'm Lillian. <laughs> um, I'm a real estate investor in Jersey. Um, if you guys would like to follow follow me, you can follow me at, at fly high underscore lil on Instagram, and we can talk business, especially for all the ladies, the black women, you know. And um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Appreciate you hopping on, sis. Appreciate you having me. All right, guys, who's next? What up, everybody? It's your boy Malik Osaze. I am a carpenter out of Illinois. I also make music, and I'm a pro- I'm a plug my girl. She's she makes edibles. Come on, now. It's called Three Bites. So follow Three X O X on Instagram, and myself is Malik Osaze Bay M A L I K O S A Z E B E Y on Instagram. Let's go. Gratitude for you hopping on, brother. Lonnie, what's up, bro? What's good, y'all? Can y'all hear me good? Yeah, we can hear you, Okay, man. cool. Yeah, so um, I'm Lonnie. I also go by the name Lonnie G. I'm kind of a jack of all trades. do a little bit of everything. Um, I'm a vegan chef located in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, what else? I have my own podcast as well. Um, what's the name of the podcast? Let us know. Uh, the podcast is titled The Power Within Podcast, and you can find it on Spotify and Anchor. And um, you can also follow me on my socials on Instagram and Twitter at Alonzo Vibes underscore 23 and it's spelled A-L-O-N-Z-O Vibes with a Z at the end and an underscore two three. And um, yeah, so I do a little bit of everything. You know, I like to 
cook. I like to bake. I like to, you know, share my thoughts, uh, poetry, speak, all types of different stuff. And, um, yeah, that's just a little bit about myself. Pratt, gratitude for you hopping on, brother. Quasi. Hey, hey, what's going on? Uh, nice to meet everybody. My name is Quasi. I am uh, an investor. I am also a solo traveler. And as of recently, I am a seductive novelist. And you can actually find my debut novel coming out soon at braveloversonly.com. Uh, if you want to follow me, keep up with me on Instagram at K-W-A-S-I-J-O-U-E-R. That's Kawashi Jue. Um, look forward to this cover. Let's go, guys. All right, so with everything that's going on with the current events, there's a lot of fear, a lot of manipulation going on. So I really wanted to create this episode for how we can help spread awareness and also acknowledge what's going on, but how we can alchemize that into um, a reality and a positive um, experience moving forward. I know this is a very heavy topic, but with anything in life, you must open up the skeletons, talk about it so that we can heal. So we can heal. So, of course, everybody knows what happened with George Floyd. It's a very tough um, situation. Um, and it sparked a lot of controversy and a lot of protests and riots and looting. But we see things from from the, the people's perspective, but we also see it from a consciousness awareness perspective. So, um, I guess let's just start with guys the uh, the the police incident. What's y'all thoughts on that? Um, <clears throat> there's a lot to cover. Do you mean like the the murder itself, or like the aftermath of it? The murder, and then let's go to the aftermath because you know this this is heavy. Um, the murder itself, I think, is another example of how this um how this justice system is set up. And how, um, just how this society, um, well, I, I don't even want, oh yeah, I could say the society, how this society, um, it just kind of like looks down on us as black people. And I feel like we get treated a certain way because, and I'm not trying to like say that, um, like everything that happens to us is out of our control because I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. I feel like we get treated a certain way because we forgot who we really are mm-hmm. and how powerful we really are as as a community. And I feel like um, the murder itself was, I mean, you know, we, we, we all adults. I feel like it was a, um, it was a trigger, whether it was intentional or not. I feel like it was a trigger that sparked this new, I feel like, and, you know, some people might say it's too early to call it. I feel like it sparked the new revolution because we're in a time where a lot of people are seeing things clearly like it's 2020 and, you know, 2020 is often associated with, you know, clear vision and we're seeing all these systems fall. Mm -hmm. Um, 
the the distractions are heavier than ever. Like people didn't even know that Hillary Clinton was supposed to be on trial today, and she didn't even show up. Right. All, totally all them emails that Trump was talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you know we got Obama Gate. We got Pizza Gate. Pizza Gate. We got the wrong. Uh, what was it? The the cathedral in Paris that burned up. Mm-hmm. Like we have. What's happening with Epstein? Like, yep. right? Yep. A whole documentary on Netflix just came yeah. out. Yeah, like, I, f- I feel like, I feel like, I feel like, um, this is kind of like, you know, like every every major conflict that ever happened in world history, there was always a build up to it, and then there was an event that just like kicked everything off. Yep. And mm-hmm. I feel like the build up, and I've 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 had this conversation with several people, like in my personal circle. I feel like. This is the um. This might be the like blowback. What'd you say? I was gonna say this might be like you know like the French Revolution, like when the last monarchies and like when Charles got de Gaulle was, you know, well Charles de Gaulle is a little different, but still, the French to me through history have kind of shown this revolution where the the masses get fed up with the the aristocrats, and the masses take off. I mean, there's yeah. been several events in history where the, the masses ended up changing a lot of things by killing a lot of aristocratic folks. And I'm not saying that's something <laughs> that I'm promoting. It's, I mean, it's all history. Right. right. You calling it like it is. It's kind of yeah. like, I, I, it's like. I feel like. Um, oh, go ahead. What, what, what's, oh, my bad. I feel like um, what what happened in the 60s and the 70s, like they tried to suppress it with like, you know, COINTELPRO and. Mm-hmm the crack epidemic and AIDS and mass incarceration. I feel like they tried to suppress it because, you know, with Malcolm and Martin by themselves, you know, being just, just existing and just speaking to people, it caused a lot of problems for the establishment, you know, for the so-called powers that be. So I feel like they tried to suppress that energy and now it's coming back even harder because it's like, you can't keep that down. Like, we like this country has swept its history under the rug for far too long and now the people are fed up and we're just at a i feel like it's critical mass you know we're at the breaking point one thing i really want people to especially black people we got to get out this victim mindset that's keeping us binded because you walking around letting uh, another group of beings feel like superior to you, and you've given that power. Like you're constantly talking about, oh, the white man this, the white man that. You allowing the white man to continue to do that. You giving that power. You continuing that reality to be experienced by you. Keep giving that constant attention to it. So of course the reality go mirror itself in terms of that, because that's the energy that you're putting out to that shit. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know what I noticed too, though. I kind of I was talking with a friend of mine the other day. Well, actually, it was like today, and we was kind of like theorizing on some things, and I was noticing like how isn't it ironic how with this whole Corona thing, they had everybody in the house for like two three months. People yeah. aren't, people aren't working. People don't have yeah. jobs. People are mad. They're frustrated. They're ready to go outside. Then they say, "Okay, you guys, we're gonna towards the end of May, towards the summer." We're going to let everybody go back outside. And then the first week, not even June, <laughs> then George Floyd gets killed. And I'm Come just on, like, bro. all this rage and anger gets built up. 
and we were just talking about how like it's almost like they set it up so perfectly where they it's knew the energy perfect. was going to be charged and people were going to be rioting and protesting because you got to yeah, get which is... the context it's like that's not to me that's not coincidental and then yeah. it's like you got all these people that's outside together at the same spot mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of people and it's like mm-hmm. if there's supposed to be an epidemic right now and people aren't supposed to be social distancing i haven't seen not one news reporter about social distancing <laughs> It's like mm-hmm. we just forgot about Facts. that. And I'm like, yo, yeah, like that's confused. almost like scripted so perfectly. And I didn't really see it at first. And like, of course, you know, I was frustrated and I was really mad about what happened. And, you know, I feel like they really played on our emotions really strong. And they, because they know our history with, with the police brutality, they know our history with all of these things and white people. And yeah. stuff. So I'm like, yeah. yo, it's like the perfect strategy. Like, oh, this is going to get them. And it's like, I think it was just a mental really trap. today. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. for real, you gotta think about it. You sitting in your house for two or three months, your your mind and your spirit's gonna gravitate one two ways. You gonna start defeating yourself and really beating yourself up, or you gonna start taking care of yourself and having some self love. But you still got energy that you need to expand. And they were like, instead of allowing these people to put that energy somewhere positive, they could have put it. Let's distract them, and that's what they did. Yeah. You know what else? You know what else bugs me is how how do these news reports come out that the coronavirus is spiking in all these areas where protesters are going on? Like nobody nobody at these protests is like, man, let me go get along protesting. Let me go get tested for that Rona. Nobody's doing that. Nobody's doing that. Like where are they where are they pulling these numbers? This is called a scam demic. That's my fault. This is a scam demic. Oh god. I'm, I'm hashtagging that shit. So. I mean, you saw that report that came out from the the right wing politics saying that the German German uh, officials said it was fake. I mean, yep. yes, yeah, yeah, they said that. it was a, a false alarm. Yeah, <laughs> so which is like I actually believe that because like when this pandemic stuff first started, I found out the World Health Organization actually ran a practice test like last year, like in November. October wasn't it called eventual? Yep, yeah and yep and the the entire premise of that practice test was to see how the world would be able to deal with the pandemic played us like a fiddle <laughs> crazy my my issue with that That's with crazy. everything that was going on with corona is that like you know I have a lot of friends in the uh in the in the health industry nurses and everything like that and it's kind of hard it's like it seems like it's so hard like the system you know has infiltrated in their minds so much, including the doctors, that they don't like, you know, whatever that they're taught is like what they what they believe. So like when I tried to bring it up to my friends and be like, hey, like, you know, what do you think about this? It would be like automatic. Well, of course, it's real. It's killing people. Like there was no second thought after that. You know what I'm saying? Have you guys like experienced that with any of your friends and, you know, that are nurses? Yeah. Like most people have just kind of just accepted it. Like they don't even really, Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, well, you know, they're saying all these news reports that it must be real because people are dying. Like, and I'm like, y'all, like I have to really think about it. I was telling my cousin that the other day, I was like, I was telling her about the placebo effect and how like, you know, they ran that experiment. Y'all know what it is. And like the experiment with how you know, they gave the water pill and the medicine pill, and I was trying to break it down to her, like, if the media puts out a report saying that if you don't wear a mask or if you don't do this such and such thing, you're going to get sick, a lot of people are going to believe that. And I feel like a lot of people caught certain symptoms 
or sicknesses yep. because they believe in that thing happening. Like they said, it was only as dangerous as a common cold. People catch colds all the time. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's, it's just the programming of like people falling into the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I think this, this thing with the, with the officers and stuff is kind of like the same thing. And it just, it just seems so sketchy because like how is somebody killed? How, how is he sitting on the guy's neck for eight minutes and somebody's recording it and nobody's doing anything? And then the police officers didn't even have the ambulance come. They're the nope. ones that put him into the into the into the EMT thing. Yeah. So I'm like, this yeah. whole thing just like, don't even count. Uh, right. yeah, yeah, why are police officers oh. putting somebody in an ambulance? Come on, now that's sketchy. But didn't didn't it show on, on um on George's chest like wasn't he like a Freemason? That's what they yeah, said. That's what they said. They're saying he's a Freemason. But overall, like every this event was orchestrated. The powers that be knew that the way to get to the to black people's like emotions is prisoner is police brutality. So what better way than to stage this shit, have a man look directly at the camera nonchalant? Let's go piss anybody right. off. Yeah. Uh, but I think that goes back to what you were saying. Um, I think Malik was saying like we need to know how powerful we are. And I think because we don't know how powerful we are, it makes us immediately triggered, you know, to react in these different ways. So if we know that, okay, you know, one of our people got killed, you know, what's, we, if, if we know how powerful we are, I think that the first question is like, okay, how do we, how do we respond to this in a way that's going to advance us forward? And, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with like, you know, the protest and the riding. I think we have, well, the protest, I think we have a right to protest. Um, but I, I was talking about this with my boyfriend. It was just like, you know, what's what's the next step after protesting? You get what I'm saying? And it's like, I feel like that's the part that we leave out. We're, we're amazing at, at creating awareness. But what what's the next mm-hmm. step after that? And um, again, like me and him, we're having, this, having a discussion. There's certain people that's going to be on the front lines who are protesting. And there's certain people like us who may or may not be on the front lines, but we're going to be doing the things that, I think are most proactive, such as ownership, you know, things of that nature. Yeah, which is, I agree that I think that's the the next key. I think as an investor, one of the things I was talking to my my own family about is like, black people were so good at getting this desire and need for like attention and uh, fairness and whatnot. But when it comes to actually putting in the work to building an infrastructure after they give us resources or after we have their attention, we don't know how to do that. And that's where the issue is for me. Like, I think that it's great to draw awareness to the racism and everything, but we need to find a way to set up our own systems. And the only way we can do that is by putting our money towards other things outside of material goods. Right. Like, yeah, that's a great point. Right. I was watching. I was watching a video about that. I don't know. Do you guys know who uh, Doctor Boyce Walking is? Yeah, I love him. Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, I was watching um, a YouTube video on his channel today, and he was talking about the same thing. And he was like, you know, they understand how to play on our emotions and the social aspect. And he was saying like that's important. But what we need to start doing going forward is like investing in the economic side. Yep. And he was just talking about like politics and stuff like that, and how like. You know, black people, we don't really have any economic structure. So that's why we can't really move forward. Right. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm even understanding that at 22. And I understand, like, everybody may not be onto the business side of things. You know, everybody has their role. But if we really want to see some change, like, we got to start, you know, investing into our own businesses and, like, kind of creating our own little systems. 
And I was telling my friend that today, like, we was kind of, uh, not my friend today, it was a, another day, and we were talking about, like, capitalism and stuff like that, and she was saying how, like, she doesn't really agree with it. Like, she thinks we should kind of go back to bartering and trading. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. But I'm also, too, like, you have to, before you create a new system or create a new game, you kind of got to play the game to change the game. Exactly. So I feel like yeah. we should use capitalism and its benefits and kind of create our own thing. And then we could switch over to something different that may be a little bit better. Because capitalism, I feel like, has its pros and its cons. Because it's like, capitalism is like, okay, well, somebody could be a billionaire and then somebody could be homeless on the street. Mm -hmm. Because the billionaire took his opportunities and his smarts or whatever and became a billionaire. And then a homeless person is homeless because they're homeless. Yeah. In a socialist or communist, you know, type of government, it wouldn't be like that. It would be more like leveled out on a playing field. But I think before we even get to a point where we kind of create a different system, we kind of figure out, we have to figure out how to like work within what we already have, you know what I'm saying? Or what's already existing and then kind of like work our way out of it. I think too, what people have messed up at um, when they started looting and shit. Well, first of all, that looting incident was staged. Like this fucking documented that police officers and other like members put these shit down so we could use them. So I think where we can really make a noise, because it is great to, like like you said, spread awareness and protest, but we got to hit them when they pop it. So if we can stop shopping in these different places and start supporting our own black businesses and even creating more businesses, that's going to send a fucking message. America's run off money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to, um, as a collective, we got to understand the power of ourselves as people but also the power of our dollar like there's so many people that have you know posted how much buying power that black people have it's like we account for literally a trillion dollars so it's like if we took that trillion dollars out of the economy and put it into us then a lot of the things that we protest about we wouldn't have to protest about because we take care of ourselves and I feel like we, we also, um, we got to do our homework. Like, just three days ago was the 101-year anniversary of the uh, Tulsa race riot where Black Wall Street was destroyed. Yeah. You're actually a couple years ahead. It was 99. But, 90, it was wow. 1921, yeah. right? Yeah, 1921. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay. My math was, yes. okay. was off. But, but yeah, yeah, so it's like we literally a year away from the 100-year anniversary. And it's like, how many people know about that? Right. Like, how many people know about the move bombings in Philly? And it's like a lot of people, they say, oh, well, with Black Wall Street, like, they got bombed. But it's like, okay, yeah, they got bombed. So if we look at the mistakes or the shortcomings in the past and we use the resources that we have now and the technology that we have now, you know, we can preserve our communities more effectively and build them in the first place. Exactly. Which is, I think that's, that's, that's something that I think, you know, I, I'm not going to say all black people are missing, but there is a good majority of us that are missing that grit and that dedication. You know, I, I think about uh, a movie that I've actually been recommending to people. It's, it's called The Banker. It talks about this guy who's black guy in California, wealthy, and he went back home to Texas and tried to create opportunities for others and the government shut him down. But like that movie taught us like, this guy knew what he was up against, but he, he was like, I'm going to do it anyway, because this is yeah. what black people need to, to get ahead. <laughs> That's and funny. It, I, mean, yeah. I just watched that movie. 
Yeah. Oh, and like, what's it yeah. called? You said it's called The Banker? Yeah, The Banker. The Banker. Yeah. Really, unfortunately, oh, we can only watch it on the Apple, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, you okay. could get a free trial, though, so you might as yeah. well take advantage of that. We got to we gotta have um, more more bravery and more courage to stand up for our community and make those sacrifices because it's like one of my one of my heroes is Malcolm X, right? I love but Malcolm. Even to this day, I can honestly admit that I do not understand the gravity the gravity and the magnitude of the sacrifices that he made mm-hmm. to reach his people and advance his people. He put his life on the line and, and he like, knew you, it. You talking about Malcolm X, this man literally said I live like a man that has died already. Yep. Like, <laughs> I wow. think we understand how powerful that is. Like, I'm not afraid to die for my people. Like, I don't think we under like we really understand like how powerful mm-hmm. that is. One thing, one thing I re- uh, I remember uh, us talking about is the Black Collective as a soul group chose this experience for a reason. And I had the uh, message I think like the other day that. Everything that's going on right now with the injustice will trigger a global awakening because the suffering that people see that that we experience, they they looking like that shit's not right. That's not okay. Let's go continue to spark that awakening. We 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 in a huge ass momentum mm-hmm. right now. That's very true. That's so crazy. I've been thinking about that as well too. Like this whole year has kind of really been like teaching me that like everything is coming to light. Like nothing is being hidden, like everything. The dark you know what I'm saying? The soul. Yeah, and I think so many people are realizing that, and it's. I think it's a good thing. I feel like there's always a silver lining in whatever situation, negative. Like there's always something that we can like glean from it, because I think this whole situation is gonna finally make people start to look at America for what it is. Not even just America, but like looking at our communities, looking at how we do things, how we treat each other, how we treat ourselves. You know how we how we interact like all of these different things and then like it's like looking at it from an individual level and then like working mm-hmm. our way up and looking at ourselves as a collective i agree because that's what i have to remind myself like we're we're a collective but we're all individuals like we all living our own different experiences you know what i'm saying and i like what um i like what lillian said about how we need to change and not stop feeling like a victim so much because i feel mm-hmm. like that's the main thing especially by people that's the main thing that holds us back because we always feeling like, you know, oh, well, we can't move on or we can't do something because our past. And yes, we understand that things in the past has happened to us. You know what I'm saying? We understand like how the system has operated for so long. But I think what we need to focus on now is like empowerment. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's boost each other up. Let's work on healing our traumas. Let's work on having these tough conversations. You know what I'm saying? Because if we just keep like they say, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over, yep. expecting a different yep. result. Yep. Like as long as we keep thinking like that, nothing's going to change. Uh, I, it's going to be the same. I want, I want to tap back into the, to the economic aspect of things real quick, um, and talk about like on, how bro. important that is. I, I want to direct it right back to um, you know the whole George Floyd thing. So basically, like you know, if we're able to create you know um, economic power within the within the black community, right? So now this gives us an opportunity to, mm-hmm. to, to create, you know, platforms and communities for ourselves, you know, within our people. So, like, if we, you know, if we have the, the, the finances and the resources to, for example, create a school, you know what I'm saying? Create a school that, you know, can teach us the real black history. Like, Kwasi was saying, like, you know, 
black people are missing like that grit you know what i mean and it's like maybe if you know if mm-hmm. if a group of us knew if the majority of black people knew what we knew in terms <clears throat> of like our own history and the power that we have maybe that might change things but we can do that within our own you know school systems they're not going to teach us that in public school you know what i'm saying so it's like yeah. these, this is why it's important to have economic power because then you can create your own systems and you can control the media within those systems and and teach you know what we need in order to advance ourselves as a people you know if we reverse the whole mindset the, the slavery mindset that would put us so far ahead you know from what we've i mean we've already made you know huge strides but like imagine if we could just change our whole mental you know our whole mindset um that would i mean that would that would change so much like and i think it would change very fast um if we were able to do that mhm and i'm going to just follow up and say in addition to that i think that we as black people we need to cuz i i, I want to just shout out everybody that does have a small business that is a minority specifically black of course but minorities in general with startups like that is it's a very difficult journey it's a very difficult progression period but i think what we fail to do as a minority uh what specifically blacks is we don't support our small business owners like we have to support them sometimes we're like oh this guy his stuff may not be as good as you know walmart because he's black or something like you know we all have these little uh, it's like that stigma yeah like oh yeah and i think it's kind of starting to change now a little bit like I've been, especially I've been seeing a lot of like great threads of like, you know, people supporting businesses on Twitter and stuff, yeah. and that's good. But I think long term, I agree with you. Like, we gotta, cause I'd be seeing that sometimes it's this stigma. Like somebody could be selling shoes, and it's like, oh well, you know, Nike and Adidas are like the go to, cause for seventy plus years, and it's like they could have a really good shoe brand, but it's just like, well, you know, you're black, and we don't really know you, so we're gonna just shop what we always know. You know what I'm saying? And I think we kind of got to start, you know, we really want to, like, change up some things. We got to like, all right, well, your your product may not be the greatest yet, but I'm going to give you constructive criticism and I'm going to support right. you. Instead of being so quick to bash and be like, oh, well, uh, I see what you're doing, but not. Nah, right, I, right. You know what I'm saying? Because it takes a lot of effort and dedication yeah. That's what happened with Kanye. Yeah, too. Yo. It's, it's like it's like it's like we're comparing our our startup. <laughs> we compare our startup businesses to these businesses that have been, you know, in business for hundreds, you know, fifty to a hundred plus years. And it's like, years. you know, you got it in, in the slightest mess up. It's like, oh, I'm not shopping with them no anymore. Like, no, you have to give them the same the same chance that you've been given all these other businesses, and give them the same give them the gotcha. same amount of time at least. <laughs> Right, because like Michael Jordan wasn't Michael Jordan was six rings when he right. was a rookie. Like <laughs> it took him time to right. get there. It's the same exact thing. Same exact thing. So let's. Uh, I think what people, I guess the next step that we can do is empowering uh, black people to understand and realize that they are the creative. And to, because Erica, Erica Badu said a powerful ass statement. If we were made in this image and call us by a name, basically, you are a god. So if we can help them to see that and give them back that power, that itself will get that momentum going and really change that dynamic. 
Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think the first thing to do is to just completely reshape our mindset and understand, you know, the the, the godliness that we have within us all. And, um, you know, w- once yeah. you shape that up, you know, your mentality, once your mentality is on point, you know, nothing pr- pretty much can stop you. Then, then you start getting into the material things such as businesses and everything like that. But first, definitely starts with the mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's I think it's like a that's like the blueprint. And I think mm-hmm. that's something I've noticed too like um it's crazy like even like growing up in religion like you know as Joe witness and stuff and I see like how you know no disrespect to anybody that's religious or anything but I see how religion kind of really crippled a lot of people and and really made a lot of us feel like our power is external. Mm-hmm. And feel like everything's outside of us and we have to worship something outside of us or, you know, be dedicated to something outside of us. And I think now with this whole awakening and things, I think this is the perfect time for people to realize, like, no, like the power is within me. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, you know, when I realized that God's within me, I remember one day and I sat down and I asked myself, I was like, if I'm praying to God, how come when I'm saying a prayer, it sounds like I'm just talking to myself? Mm. And then that's when it clicked. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, like I'm not really praying I'm to myself up there. I'm praying to myself because I'm hearing the words. <laughs> I am the word. Fuck you, man. What did God say? In the beginning was the word. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, really, I try to tell though. people around me, you gotta watch what you say because people be speaking stuff and today exists. I'm like, people be like, I'm worried about this. I'm worried about that. I'm like. You low key creating it because you're worried about mm-hmm. it. Why don't you just expect it to work out how you want it to work out? And if it doesn't, it's because you know something better is coming. Ooh, I like that. Like, exactly. I always wake up and I'm like, everything that happens today is for my good. Like, no matter if it sucks, like, it's still right. for my good at the end of the day. The power to tone, the power to word. Like, people, because we switching, like, we, sw- we we shifting through timelines. I know we're getting, like, way deep in this shit, but. We shift in timelines, and reality is mirroring whatever whatever we're speaking, mm-hmm. whatever we're feeding it. So if you keep saying a narrative of, oh, I can't get to a certain place with X, Y, and Z, well, your reality like, your mm-hmm. wish is your command. Right. That's very, very true. Very, very true. And then, two, I don't know. It's like, it's, 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 it's a lot of... Uh, it's a lot of players in this game right now, especially like social media and the media that's that's really programming people instead and allowing them to adopt whatever narrative they trying to you know implement and that's what's fucking us up yeah. right that's really what's fucking us up so i think it's really important like first of all guys mainstream media itself is a this the sole purpose is to implement an agenda implement certain beliefs and shit that they want to, to to adopt and believe. And it's a it's a documentary that really exposes the shit. And it's called like Out of Out of Shadows. Out of the Shadows. I think it's Out of Shadows. But basically it's this it was a stunt um the stunt double guy that in Hollywood who exposes the purpose of mainstream media out of CIA used um, certain subliminal messages in movies such as Disney. So people don't even know Walt Disney was was 
part of this whole thing with one of the founder members and understanding that from childhood the mind is easily impressionable so if i can get you to adopt certain beliefs i.e lion king or even monsters incorporated i have realized this i had had actually i was watching monsters inc and i had forwarded to i had saw a screenshot of when sully opened the door on the saddle was a picture of like somebody being bent over in a sex position i'm like shit (laughs) promoting sex you know like the pictures on the wall that they had in the room uh, i've seen that a lot and in the- yeah you know i'm not surprised though because you know they i mean disney and you know all of them are kind of like i hate to say it they're kind of like corrupt and yeah, stuff. yeah yeah for sure and it's just like a lot of that stuff do be a lot of very hidden simple yeah you start to see like all the messaging and stuff, and stuff. like when i go back and watch like certain shows like spongebob and stuff like that i'm like yo the stuff that was in these shows was like really awesome adult yeah type stuff. yeah i, I never liked spongebob as kids <laughs> but not nah, but yeah it's just, that funny. i don't know man that's that stuff is crazy but like it's like it's even crazier too because it's like with the media and like it's just like everything is so normal and it's just like mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing and i'll be trying to tell people all the time it's like in this world, like you really have to question stuff, and that's yourself. the thing. Like it's not about being a conspiracy theorist. It's not about trying to be on some woo-woo stuff. It's just you have to be able to think logically. Like, does this make sense? Right. If they're feeding you a specific narrative all the time, and you're never getting any other, you're never getting any other like narrative. You're never hearing anything on the other side. Something's not right. If if this one religion yeah. is always telling you, oh, we're the true religion, we're the true religion. Don't believe the other ones. Something's not right. Mm-hmm. If they tell you not to go on the internet and research stuff, something's not mm-hmm. right. You gotta think. Come you gotta on. think deeper. And I think, like, I know I want to teach my kids that. Or if I ever have a family, like, I think that's what we gotta promote more. Like, independent thinking, yeah. critical thinking. Like, does this make right. sense? You know, like, question things. Like, that doesn't mean that you're an asshole. It doesn't mean that you need to be super skeptical. But it's like, I think we have to do that because it's so easy nowadays to just fall into anything. And be like, mm-hmm. fall for the okie doke. Oh, well, it sounded good. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. I, th- I, think, mm-hmm. I think that we don't question things enough. I agree with that. It's just like we just hear a message and we accept it. Like, with no, you know, intention to question it. It's just like, you know, as it's been said, I shall believe it. <laughs> right. Yeah, which is, which is interesting. And one thing that Lonnie said I want to kind of clarify. I actually can't remember what I was watching today. But somebody said... You never want to be skeptical. And the reason why is because when you're skeptical, you're actually questioning if you're smart enough to make a logical decision. Mm-hmm. Instead, you just want to be curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with the curiosity, you're saying, okay, like, is there more? That actually makes sense. Like, that is there sense. something beneath the surface? Like, so that's why I'm like, well, I'm going to take the word skeptical out of my own little word usage just because, like, now I know what that means. I'm like, I don't ever want to be skeptical. I don't want to ever question myself. I want to question the outside events, but I want to ever truly have to question myself more than we already do, you know? Right. And I <laughs> right. think people are just so used to being spoon-fed information. Like, they don't want to search for, like, different answers. Like, cause, because it actually takes effort for you to, you know, <laughs> type a question into Google and, you know, start reading. You know, as a... And I, I think that's another thing, too. Like, even, when, like, tying in, like, the whole spiritual awakening aspect. You know, when you go on that path, 
it's lonely. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's not a lot of people. Yeah. I don't want to say it's lonely because you will find people that think like you and have a similar understanding. But like in the gotta, beginning, like I know for me, it was lonely. Mm-hmm. Like when I started researching things about the Jehovah Witnesses and I left and then I started changing my diet and going vegan and stuff. I felt mad lonely. I'm like, yo, like I'm like the only person that understands this. Like, am I going crazy? I feel like everybody has that kind of yeah. Thing like, am I crazy? <laughs> or nah, I can't be crazy. Like they just think I'm crazy. Like I feel like, you know, a lot of people don't want to feel like that. People don't want to feel left mm-hmm. out. They don't want to feel like isolated. So it's like it's easier to just go with what's popular, just go with what accepted instead of kind of going against the current and having your own life. Well, nah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna you know, think like this. You know what I'm saying? And it may not be the popular way, but give it time. Right. Look, all the quote-unquote conspiracy theorists are getting congratulated. Oh, y'all was right. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all was right. Y'all been telling us the whole that's, time. That's, you know what that's I'm saying? Whole, it's funny how it always comes full circle. Right. Mm-hmm. So you just got to like, sometimes you just before your time. And I think it takes a lot of courage to be like that. Yeah. You know, people like Malcolm X and like all these different people, like they was before their right. time. They were visionaries. Yep. Which is, uh, it kind of just reminds me of like, Jesus, you know, when he went on the 40-day thing to fight his demons, he really was just fighting the doubt in himself. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Damn. Mm. That's true. That's very true. And it's just like you being a pioneer instead of information. Like, we, if you think about it, we are the pioneers. And, and then with that, like, you got to be okay with, like, I know for, like, a lot of stuff that I do, like, I, I do a lot of stuff online, like digital marketing and everything like that. And, like, one of my mentors talks about, like, being the pioneer of, like, in business. It's kind of like when you're the pioneer in a business or, you know, if you try to do something new, you have to accept the the idea that, you know, you might get shut down. You Like, like you might get shot down completely. Like, it could work or it might completely fail. And I think it's, it applies the same way with the whole, like, having the free thought. Like, if you're going to go in a completely opposite direction of the masses, like, you got to understand you might get arrows thrown in your back. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody's going to be with you. Are you okay with that? You know, and I think a lot of people yeah, aren't. You know what I'm saying? True. And that's why they stay in that and just having that popular opinion, that whole group thing is think group think is just like it's, it's, it's just more comfortable to just be in agreement with everybody else versus to have your own opinion and then have, you know, uh, critics and just people who disagree with you. Like, it's, I mean, it's not fun, but at the end of the day, if you have yeah, your own opinion, you feel like you, you have, you're, so you're yourself, you're your own individual. You know, I think, and that's why we all were able to come together because just we're all on the same, you know, frequency. That's a great point. I, I was, I want to add to that too. I think a lot of it has to do with, um, like, how much do you care about external validation too? Because mm. I think for me, that was kind of tough. Like, you know, like having to not really have the the same connection with my family anymore, and like, you know, different friendships ending and stuff like that. Like, it's that validation of, like, that support of, like, oh, well, they may not look at me the same anymore because I think like this or, you know, I believe in this now. You know what I'm saying? I think that can be really tough for a lot of people. I agree. Because, like, humans care about being validated. Humans want to be accepted. That's a natural human need. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So when you go through that process, it feels mad weird. Your ego's like, no, but I need that. <laughs> yeah, but you know, when you start a, uh, adopting an abundance mindset, you really, when you start entering those mental traps, you catch yourself because you're like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Like, this person's leaving my life, but that's because somebody else is supposed to be in that spot is on the way in. Mm. And like, yeah. 
it takes forever to get to that point where you recognize, like, oh, I'm beefing with somebody because we can't relate, but that's because God, the universe, is trying to put me in touch with somebody who's now on the frequency I'm on now. Right. And, like, a lot of times we mess ourselves up because we're not willing to let go, you know? People change, and sometimes you, you have to be strong enough to say, I love you, but it has to be from a distance. Mm. That's the toughest lesson, I think, for me, man, that'd be the toughest part, and accepting, like, things change, and, like, I think for the collective right now, we kind of are going through the same thing. It's like, the world is not how it was 100 years ago, and we got to accept no. and adapt and stop trying to hold on and cling to the past so mm. hard. I think it's easy to cling to the past. It's it's easy to cling to defeat because it's harder to get up and fight. You know, and well, it's yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you know, going back to the whole um, George Floyd situation, even with like the way we're thinking now, like we question like the the greater picture of everything, right? So we're talking about like, all right, well, his death in itself seems weird, right? But, like, obviously, most mm-hmm. of the people are just like, all right, well, he got killed. Let's protest and, and you know, draw attention to it. Yeah, and, and that's fine, too. But, like, then there's people like us who are just like, well, what the hell? What kind of, how, like, why is the police, like, putting him in the ambulance? Like, what what's going on here? You know, where, why are the police throwing bricks? Right, why are protests? they throwing bricks? Like, why do they keep the, <laughs> like, that? where did coronavirus yeah. go? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Where did it go? <laughs> The <laughs> I'm gonna be completely honest with you guys. I I was so mind boggled. My, my my people is talking about what's wrong with you, and I'm sitting there just thinking like, yo, like this really is confusing to me. Like I feel I felt insane because I was like, logically, I'm trying to connect the dots, and there's there's no way to connect the dots. Right. It's like a stepping stair. <laughs> that is so true. Like adding up. Okay, so guys, um, what are some tips that we can use to transmute current events? So I know that Aaron had a few. Um, so we can reclaim our power by remember the highest truth, which is that you are God and extension of God. So with that, it alleviates you from that victim uh, mindset where things are happening to you versus okay I actually control what the next chapter is going to say mm-hmm. and also if you if we can refocus all our attention on on the new world that we wish to manifest we can meditate doing this we can visualize positive affirmations so it's like this we're looking at the current events that's happening okay this is what's happening so from here what do I want to experience from this situation, what can happen next? And what we're doing with that is we're creating a new world. It's, it's, I it, we're basically, everything, everything that's going on right now is already uh, an old experience. We're just like kind of living through it, okay? And so we're going towards that new reality already, but it's kind of like everything is, is being exposed. So I guess what what tips have you guys like mentally or, or perspective-wise that you and care that I help the mass during this time. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I'll go first. I, I think the, the first thing that I, I'd say is just, I mean, the reality is let go of what the world used to be like. Just come to the understanding that where we're going to be tomorrow is 
totally different from where we were yesterday. And unfortunately, the world's not going to be the same. It's just not. So the sooner you accept it, the easier you can figure out what's happening in society, community, and try to be effective. Uh, the second thing I'd say is learn to stop thinking with your mind about social events and start thinking with your heart. And I think that's really one of the biggest things as far as racism. Like when white people ask me, like, what can I do? It's like, flee with your heart, man. Your heart's not racist unless you're an evil person because the heart doesn't see anything. It just, it judges character. It tell it can tell how based on how you treat me, like it judges that way. It doesn't judge based off the color of your skin, you know. So leave with your heart. I mean, and I think that that's something you can teach your kids to leave with their heart. And I think that's something we all need to do more. I think racism, yeah, it's a white and black issue, but really, it's a it's a humanity issue for real because we're all racist in our own little ways. Um. So that's yep. that's something we we can all work together to, to try to figure out and uh, just get comfortable with yourself, you know, because you not everybody to impact the world. Sometimes you're meant to just impact the people around you mm-hmm. and make make life realistic for you as far as your goals and handling things. You know, like every all the chaos that's happening, you know, you're just seeing it. You're not actually physically experiencing that to control the emotions you feel and. Just take a deep breath and realize, you know, that you're still here. You're still alive every day. So there's still stuff you can be doing. So just focus on what your purpose is and get to it because we need you to do your purpose. That's a great point. I agree. Said that really well. I'd like to go next if I can. Yeah. You um, so I think go first ahead. off, as I said before, I think we need to tap into mindset. I think everybody needs to tap into their inner God, inner God-like self, um, you know, if you're, if you're super religious, just understand you were made in the likeliness of God. So, um, you know, I think meditation comes in, comes in uh, heavy into this. Just try to sit alone with your thoughts. Um, get off of social media <laughs> and just sit yeah. in peace and quiet. Um, a recommendation I have for that in particular is like YouTube videos. Or what I would do is usually just type in like, you know, 15-minute guided meditation. That helps a lot. Um, and I think once you're able to go in, you know, because all the answers are within. Once you're able to sit with yourself and kind of figure things out when you're, you know, on that level, then I could think you could start, you know, as Quasi said, maybe just impact the people around you um, in a positive manner. And then I think the next thing um, as a people, as a black community, I think we need to, again, back into the economic play. Um, I have a resource for that. I want to recommend Powernomics by Dr. Claude Anderson. I think that book is uh, amazing because it basically gives black people a whole model of, you know, how to structure our own communities um, and how we can all work together, you know, to build our own system. And again, once you kind of conquer the the mindset, then you start moving into action um, and start building things such as schools, you know, control the education, control the knowledge um, and, you know, ownership, build businesses. And yeah. That's those. Those are the two biggest things for me: is mindset, and then just get into action and start building things that'll help the community. I would say that's some really great points. Um, I kind of want to add to that. I would say, for the most part, I think we just have to really just like educate ourselves and just be able to take a step back and be a little bit more rational. Sometimes we can really get like evolved heavily emotionally, and we may not always think with a clear mm-hmm. head. And I think too, like. 
you know, just really just empowerment and just like realizing how powerful you are. Realize that the greatest gift that we were given was our imagination. Like, you know, look at the things that we can just create, you know, the fact that we have phones and stuff like somebody created that. Somebody had an idea for that and they made that a thing. And I think we kind of apply that same mentality to what's going on. It's like if we just change the way we we think in our approach, we can make a, a big difference. And then on the financial side, too, like like learning how to um, invest, learning about stocks or just whatever your passion is or whatever, you know, you feel like your heart is in. Just do that to have an impact and just do your best to just be like a, just to be a good person. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's not going to be on this whole, you know, type of awareness. I understand that. You know what I'm saying? That's not everybody's role. But I feel like whatever role you play, like just understand your power and just treat people with respect. Because at the end of the day, that goes a long way. You know, you can be somebody on the street. They may not even know nothing about any of the universal laws or how powerful their mind is. But if they're respectable and they're just being a solid person, I respect that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like as a humanity, that's kind of how we got to go. Because everybody's not going to, you know, I would say, I don't think everybody's going to be on this type of thinking. But, you know what I'm saying? It's a start. We all got to start where we are. And, you know, just do our best to work on ourselves individually and then come together as a community. You know what I'm saying? That's what I would say. That's, that's great. Guys, just make sure, just make sure it's, it's a lot of distraction, a lot of division that's going on. Just now more than ever, we need to stick together. Um, the media is trying to distract us and make us against each other, against each other, like against other races. But it's just a distraction because um, the collective is moving into a different world and they're scared of shit. So they go throw any fear tactic that they can to divide us when it's too fucking late. We already ascending. So just share love, express love, embody love. Stay off the media as much as possible and just really sit with yourself. I want to thank you guys for hopping on. This is uh, fucking <laughs> well overdue. That's Thank you. Our house. Nah, this was fun. I enjoyed this. Yeah, it's always like good this. to chop it up. Come well, so guys, I'm I'm always invite you guys back on. But my soul family and the collective out there, be safe. Create your reality. You are the creator. And let's get this shit popping. Much love. Much Many love, blessings, guys. Y'all. Peace. Yeah, peace. Stay Take up. care. Much love.